Need a break from the horrifying reality of real life? Well, do we have a sexy deal for you. Go to adamandeve.com and use our special code HORROR for 50% off almost any item and free shipping. That's H-O-R-R-O-R at checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Order now and get ready to... Hello, everybody. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 81 of I'm Horrified. Oh, she's geriatric now, baby. Oh, we're an octogenarian. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty hot. Oh, man, we're so good at this podcast. We've done so many of them now. It doesn't really matter if we've done a good job. We've done a long job. I w- I've always said quantity over quality. You know that's one of my <laughs> mottos. Exactly. When it comes to most things. Friends, um, food. Yeah. All of it. Choices. <laughs> you don't have to make good choices. You just have to make a lot make of choices. A ton, make a ton of decisive choices. Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's true. Yeah. I think so. As long as I honestly think so. We, if you just just keep throwing <laughs> stuff at the wall. Silly putty at the wall. So it sticks stick. up there. Yeah. What are we saying to these people? I don't know. I'm kind of tired. We're both a little run down. Um... I got into a car accident yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. that was horrible. I'm so worried. Um, and immediately I was like, I'm horrified. And then I was like, I need to call my insurance. Um, oh, my God. Wait. I just segued myself. I didn't even try to do that. <gasps> Surprise. It's <gasps> segue, you guys. Allie, what are you talking about okay. this week? Okay. Today, I'm going to be talking about niche insurances. I don't. I and mean, Sam I guess. was like, what could that even mean? I guess from context, I can have a guess, but I'm. it's probably not right. I doubt you're going to be right, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be wackadoodle. Absolutely. What are you talking about, Sam? Um, folks, today um, I'm going to talk about Cats, the musical. Thank God. The education we all need for this upcoming season. Yeah, I just want us all to go into Cats, uh, Cats the movie musical with our eyes wide open. So I'm going to do that for you today. We don't want to watch Taylor Swift play a cat with boobs without the maximum amount of information that we can have. Absolutely. Right? I like to imagine that this podcast is not going to get a lot of listens this episode, but like give it until like a week before Cats opens and all of a sudden the the analytics on this is going to go way up. And you'll be back be here. Like, People will be like, I need someone to explain cats to me. And you're welcome. I'm doing it right now. You will fucking be back here. Okay, so we'll start with my thing, which sounds boring. Fine. No, I bet it's going to be really interesting. I loved it, actually. Oh, my God. So I had a weird few days. I crashed my car yesterday. Um... That was it wasn't, not, like, really your fault, though. It was a little bit my fault. So I hit the car. Who wants to weigh in on whether or not this was my fault? Please do, actually. I was in a rotary and... Notoriously difficult. Notoriously difficult. For those of you who are not from the Northeast, uh, you'd call that a traffic circle, like yeah. an idiot. Or a roundabout. Um, yeah, like a roundabout, which is even sillier. I think that's what Becky calls them. Um, but... Yeah, so I was in a rotary, and I was merging in because the car in front of me had entered the rotary, and then I had to check behind me or to my left to make sure that there wasn't a car coming in to T-bone me as I enter the rotary because the people who are already in the rotary have the right of way. Yes. So I was looking to my left to make sure no one was coming in on me, Uh and then I hit the car in front of me. Uh-huh. But they had stopped short in the middle of a moving rotary. Which is very rare that you would ever do Yeah, because that. it's continually moving. That's yeah. kind of the point of the it. The point of it should be that it's always moving. But I hit the car. So, but they stopped short. Yeah. So. Six and one. 
Have a dozen. So together. we'll see. We'll see. I have a high insurance deductible, so that's no fun. <laughs> but um, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm very safe. That's what matters is you and your well-being. But this kind of ties in. It doesn't tie in at all, but it's just insurance, insurance, insurance. Yeah, you were thinking um, about insurance. But I had a few, weird few days, and I was like, I don't know what to write about. I, this is the last thing on my mind. Sorry, friends. But I was just like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? I was thinking about doing spontaneous human combustion. I've heard of that. And then I just thought, nah. Yeah. Or I'll save it. Or just nah. There's not much to it. I mean, I have to admit. Some people explode. And then I found myself doing what you and I do so often, Sam. And that is going over the smallest details of well-documented cult suicides. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean... Every Friday. Yeah, I mean, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, and there's the tapes interviewing survivors of the Jonestown Massacre. You know, we have our three kind of big streaming services. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was just having a little nosy nose around the Heaven's Gate Wikipedia page. Oh, uh, you Remembering know, what Heaven's a great Gate job you did. It's a soft spot for it me. Is. Just thinking about your coverage, thinking about Glenn Washington and his velvet voice. <laughs> Glenn. Um, and something called out to me on this Wikipedia page that said, Allie, this is what you're preaching to the people this week. <laughs> Much like Jim Jones and Jonestown. Oh my. Um, so what I came across specifically on this Wikipedia page was this. In October 1996, 35 members of Doe's clan, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to our Heaven's Gate episode. What Absolutely go listen to that episode. Um, Doe's clan began renting a large home, which they called the Monastery, a 9,200 square foot mansion in a gated community of upscale homes in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They paid $7,000 per month in cash. In the same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person. The what? policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Sam, you tell me what sticks out to you. Um, definitely, you know... The housing costs in California in the 1990s. Yeah, absolutely. That really... Um, no, what stood out to me the most was that the alien insurance also covered the impregnation <laughs> of you by an alien, which um, not a lot of people would think to include, but I'm glad they did. I and mean, also, what? Alien <laughs> abduction insurance? So I see this and I'm immediately salivating and I start to salivate profusely when I see <laughs> that um, alien abduction insurance is in blue, meaning it's a clickable link, <laughs> meaning it has its own Wikipedia page. I love nothing more than a Wikipedia and rabbit I, hole. I get aroused, frankly. Yeah. I am so excited. So you I click slide it. out of your seat. I, <laughs> I sat myself up. I click it post haste. I am br- I'm brought to the Wikipedia page. For niche insurance. That's what's on the top of the Wikipedia page. So that's what I decided to name this segment. I love it. Um, So, and I stand before you today as a shepherd unto his flock with this information. (laughs) And again, it seemed very perfect because I've been on the phone with my insurance for the past 48 hours. So I was like, let's talk about this. So what I have for you is a couple different categories of niche insurance. I don't have much of a narrative. I just have... This is what this is. This exists. And also, guess what? Over here, look at me. This also exists. And guess what? We're horrifying. (laughs) We'll start tame and just ramp up in intensity. As we are wont. Okay. So the first one isn't so crazy, but I just never thought about it. Um, Wedding insurance. So this isn't too weird. Um... But now that I've learned about it, I'm probably going to get it. Like, I just didn't think about, oh, yeah, yeah, you can insure your wedding. And it basically covers you if there's a natural disaster or a close family member dies or just something terrible happens where your wedding can't proceed. Wow. But there's another aspect to this. You can also insure your wedding under the conditions that someone just, like, fucks off at the last minute. (laughs) Because usually for insurance, like, there has to be a pretense of, like, why you need the claim. Mm -hmm. And somebody just being like, I don't want to, isn't 
isn't yeah. a good enough reason, but you can get wedding insurance. Like, and can you imagine that conver- conversation with your almost spouse? <laughs> and I guess it wouldn't be a conversation per se. Like, maybe brides are just, like, taking their own insurance policies out. Like, Josh looks like he's cooling on me, so <laughs> I should probably lock it down because these shoes are $700, so I probably... No, I love the idea that it's a conversation about, like, oh, yeah, like, we're getting married outside. We should definitely get that wedding insurance in case it rains or, like, I leave you. Yeah. And then the other person's like, like, what? what? And it's like, no, 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 I just want to make sure we're prepped for anything. Like, Like if there's a tornado, if grandma dies, if I freak out and I leave. (laughs) They're like, wait, wait, what? And No, it's just to be safe. It's just to be safe. It's like a prenup, except, like, a pre-prenup, except, like, we might not get married. Yeah. (laughs) The priest of nups. Exactly. Um, so that's fun. Glad to have that that option, right? That sounds great. Um, okay, so another type is lottery insurance. And I was like, what could that possibly be? Yeah. At first I thought, what if you win the lottery and then you spend it all? Can you insure yourself to, like, get some of it back if you make bad fiscal decisions? If you're like, I'm insuring against my own stupidity. It's not that. Man. Would that it were. (laughs) Um, So something that some people do that I didn't know about is they enter a lottery pool. Um, I didn't, I've never really, like, played the lotto. Mm -hmm. But a lottery pool means that you get a bunch of people who enter together and promise to split the winnings if they win. So it's, like, increased odds, but decreased you know, yield, I suppose. And it's quite popular in workplaces. Mm-hmm. Like, your workplace will have a lottery pool because they'll be like, oh, and we'll all split it seven ways and then we'll fuck off out of here and yeah. quit. But what if they did that? Oh so my. employers, if you're a oh. small business owner, they can insure against that situation. That's so funny. Like, if all your staff wins the lottery and quits. <laughs> And like, okay, so like, let's, let's bring this through. You're an ice cream business and all your scoopers win the lottery and they like unplug your freezers and like tell you to go fuck yourself. Cause you were a horrible boss. And they're like peeing in the freezer. And then it's just you in your little jaunty, like 1940s ice cream hat. Yeah. It's July, prime ice cream season. Oh God. But it's fine. You want to know why it's fine? Lottery insurance. Cause you're insured. Wow. You are insured. It's fine. Incredible. So, yeah, I mean, not a bad idea. I love that. I think it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> I, I just imagine, like, that happens to someone once, and then they're like, I'm getting the fucking insurance. Yep. Like, the one time ever that an actual workplace does win the lotto. And the provider of the lottery insurance is banking on that. Yeah. They're like, this is going to happen to one person, and they will pay top dollar. Oh, yeah. To make sure they don't make that mistake twice. That's so fucking funny. Okay. Um, this one, this next one is along the same lines. Essential employee insurance. Uh-huh. Which, again, I was, like, kind of going through in my mind, what could this mean? Um, like, you're a business, and you're like, this place literally could not function without Sharon, the yes. receptionist. We have someone like that um, at my place of work. Her name is Doreen. Ours is Carol. Yeah. And she literally, she's there at 7 a.m. every day. Yep. She knows how to do everything. She does everything. She schedules everything. I did see a tweet once that was like, if you go around your office introducing people and there's one woman who you introduce as being like, oh, we could not live without her, you should be paying her more. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always the case. So this Sharon in question should be paid more. But yeah, she's like the only one who knows anything and it wouldn't be a viable business without her if she quits or dies you know usually it's not a sharon usually it's like someone who generates a significant percentage of profit yeah like if you have two salespeople, Uh uh-huh and one of them kicks it spontaneously combusts wow and i wouldn't know what that's like i didn't research it (laughs) a segue to a future episode uh 
But yeah, the insurance would cover maybe part of what they would have brought in, in theory. Interesting. Um, but like, how does that work? I don't even know. I don't know. I, and frankly, I don't care how any of this works. Yeah, it would truth. take such a specific set of... You'd have to be like... This business runs around the charisma of our top salesman, Charles, and Charles is 99 years old. Yeah. He can drop <laughs> like a fly at any moment. He is going to take four an employee insurance on you because <laughs> this is this would not be as light, fresh, and charming <laughs> if it was just me over here. That's true. We could probably do it if the podcast was a real business. On each other. On each other. Like if one of us just, if we get into a fight. Oh my God. Fight insurance. I can't imagine that, not only because I love you and you're important to me, but because I would never fight with anyone. I hate conflict more than anything. You do hate conflict. I would have to pull a real fast one and just be like, (laughs) I have to make the choice to exploit Sam. Yeah. I'm either going to not or I'm going to do it. You would have to start (laughs) and finish the fight. And I would just be a a bystander. Which I've done before. (laughs) I've I've explained to you why you should be mad at me and you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. I can see a world where yeah. I'm mad at you for that. Yeah. It's not this one. Um, and I'm like, eh? Um, but yeah, so should we, when, no, and I should, when we become the most lucrative podcast yep. um, in the world. When we're number one on the iTunes charts. We were charting in Iceland. We were for That's one second. We thing. were like 937. <laughs> on Iceland time. Um, so I don't know how that works. I don't care. That's fine. One, another one that doesn't necessarily surprise me when I think about it, mm-hmm. I had just never thought of it before, is kidnapping insurance. Again, so specific. Again, how could this be enforced? Like, <laughs> it's like you hear the the word and you're like, all right, how are we going to come at this? How I read about it was, like, maybe everyone wants a piece of you and you're worried that your yeah. loved one might be kidnapped or you might be kidnapped and then you'd have to pay a ransom. So like the who's paying that ransom? Will pay the ransom. Yeah, or you pay the ransom and they reimburse you for it. Interesting. Or yeah, maybe they give it to you. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever used this. That's probably smart for like diplomats. You know what I mean? Like I would people say who are so. I would insure all my blonde daughters. But I, they're always who gets kidnapped <laughs> yeah, in movies. Absolutely true. Patty Hearst style. What's wrong with Tanya? Is that Patty Hearst? Yes, and but then she joined the right. people who kidnapped her. There's a really great drunk history there about is. that with Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. That we can recommend I talk about you. Kristen Wiig later in the cast segment. Oh, good. Wait, Thank God she's not in it, is she? No. Okay, okay, okay. No. I wish, though. I wish so. Okay. She wouldn't have been an incredible Jenny Anydots now that I think about it. We'll get back to it. <laughs> We're not there yet. Okay, another, um, another, let's keep moving right along. Multiple birth insurance. So at this point, you kind of know how many babies you're going to have early on. But at one point, you didn't. Maybe you don't want to know. Maybe you're like, I don't like doctors. Um, and you probably shouldn't have any babies because you probably don't like vaccines. Um, but if you get insurance before or while you're pregnant, you can get yourself insured in case you have more babies than you thought you would. <laughs> Which, like, I kind of get it. Like, yeah. if you're just planning on one babe. And then surprise, three. And two come out. Three come out. That's three times the cost. Yeah. Like, I get get that. Um, But I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'd really worry about that. Um, And it's not like totally double, I guess. Like, you gotta buy a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would do it if I was like doing in vitro fertilization and I might have like five. That's exactly what I wrote down. And I was like, I don't wanna bring up Octomom. But if it comes up naturally, like if I was in that situation. Let me provide you with a natural segue to oct- Octomom. Yeah, exactly. Like you, maybe she should have had some of it. Maybe she should have. Yeah. I hope she's well. 
I hope so too. And and all of her babies. Wish her any ill will. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Lloyd's of London because it encompasses a few extra categories. Ooh. So Lloyd's of London is an insurance firm that has been around since 1686. Wow. And fun fact. They were responsible to pay out the insurance claim for the RMS Titanic. Wow. Right? Um, But I have a fun list of all the strange-ass things they have insured, like, in recent and not-so-recent history. Like, they're just kind of cult-famous for insuring nonsense things. I love that. So a comedy theater group insured themselves against the risk of a member of their audience dying of laughter. Great. I think that was a publicity stunt. It probably was, but I would love it if they had to pay out. <laughs> we gotta get this podcast insured for that. Ayo. Zingers hey. left and right. No, I want you guys to live. Um, <clears throat> I promise I won't be that funny. They insured a grain of rice with a portrait of Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh engraved on it for $20,000. I've seen that grain of rice. Not in person, but on You've the internet. It? I've well, heard it's of that. insured for $20,000. Thank God, because it's priceless. Um, the body... So this is where we get into limb and body insurance. I've heard of this. So this is a thing, and it makes me think of Mean Girls <laughs> when they're like, I hear her hair is insured for $20,000. <laughs> um, somebody's is. Uh, so they did a lot of professional wrestlers. Like, mm-hmm. they would ins- they insured... I don't know anything about wrestling, but Brian Adams, Ric Flair. Um, Ric Flair, I've heard of. Yeah, I haven't heard of a lot of these. But they um, reported in 2017 that they're no longer insuring wrestlers. Just their whole bodies. That makes sense, though, because wrestlers fucking get it bad. Like, wrestlers yeah, they're, like, punching on each are other. wrecking their bodies. So, um, in terms of vocal cords, they have insured Tony Braxton, Celine Dion, Celine. Bob Dylan, Whitney Houston, and Bruce Springsteen's vocal cords. I love all of that. I think Celine is the most important one to save. Yeah, definitely. Um... All right, Marlene Dietrich, Betty Grables, Brooke Shields, Tina Turner, and Mary Hart all have their legs insured. Ken Dodd's teeth are insured for $7.4 million. Ooh. Jimmy Durante's nose, I don't know who that is. America Ferreira's smile, which I'm not taking anything away from her, but it's not like she's like... Known Known for, for like She has a beautiful smile. I would argue that all the women in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, they should all get like their butts. Agreed. That, that went in the pants. Well, they're not even getting in any more movies, so why? Yeah, fair enough. I no, would, I, I would believe, like, J-Lo's butt. Like, yeah. you know, or not even anymore. Like, now it's just, like, she's, because before it used to be, like, oh, my God, she's this gorgeous singer with this amazing body, and, like, her butt looks like Selena. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, a big thing. Yeah. And she was in Selena, the movie, which was amazing. But, like, now it's just, like, that's just Jennifer Lopez. She's incredibly famous. Like, yeah. Like, you know, her body is... If she lost her Less. ass, she'd still be famous. She'd still be J-Lo. Yeah. Um, I'd still fuck her. But, like, that's something I could imagine being insured. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine um, there is in, in the world, like, some man who is like, if J-Lo didn't have that ass, I wouldn't have sex with her. And I'm like, you're lying to us and yourself. And I would like to set that man on fire. I know. Is how I feel about that. And I don't even know that he exists, but just the idea of him, I'm furious. I don't know who Steve Fawcett is, but his life is insured for $50 million. That's just life insurance. Yeah, a lot of people have their lives insured. Um, but it's $50 million. That is a lot. That's, so that's not what lot. I'm worth. Um, Diana Lee's hair Kieran Lee's penis. Kieran Lee, I looked up. He runs Brazzers, which, um, why am I familiar with that? Um, uh, the hands of the 1932 World Yo-Yo Championship, Harvey Lowe, are, (laughs) are insured if he's still alive. Keith Richards' fingers insured. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I think he's alive. I think he's alive. 
food critic and gourmet. It just says gourmet. He's just a gourmet. The phantom gourmet. Food critic and known gourmet. Egan Rone's taste buds are insured for $250,000. So, like, if he sears all his taste buds off. Wow. His livelihood is gone. Yeah, that's real. That one uh, is real. I get it. And then silent film comedian Ben Turpin's eyes are insured against uncrossing. And so what I looked that up to mean is that he was famous for doing, like, a crazy eye cross. Oh. So if he couldn't do that anymore, it's like, pack your fucking bags. Yeah, we don't don't want you anymore. Yeah, and reading about all of that just makes me want to say to all the young folks listening out there, like, just diversify your skill set, man. You don't want your whole career to just be about, like, your ears. Yeah. That's, there's, there's danger there. You no know matter I mean? how hot they are. You're begging fate to, like, cut your ears off at that yeah. point. Um, a lot of penis insurance is happening also yeah, for porn stars, which I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, especially for a porn star. If that's, like, and I, and you know what I honestly get is, like, if you get, like, erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And that's what you do. Problematic. Problematic. What are you going to do about that? Um, it's also so funny to me that Bob Dylan got his voice insured because... I'm a big fan. I'm a big Dylan fan, but like it, <laughs> his it, beautiful singing voice. And it voice. makes sense because he's like the voice of a generation, so I get it. But I saw him in 2017, and he sounded like he had been eating cigarettes and nails for like 25 <laughs> years. He sounded so horrible. Yeah. Um. So it's like, can he cash in now? Just because age has withered him. Um. Okay. Are you ready for alien abduction insurance? Oh, I was worried you weren't going to go there. Are you ready? Give me it. I feel ready. Okay. Last one. Best for last. Alien abduction insurance. And this goes right after the last one about Lloyds of London, because guess who insured Heaven's Gate? Lloyds of London? Absolutely true. Um, So I found an article from the Associated Press, which is a lot more um, reputable than what I usually quote from. It's like, this is from kittensmurder.com, and (laughs) it's in the comment section, but I trust them. Um, But this is from the AP 1997 article that chronicles how they responded to the mass suicide after they heard about it. This is how Lloyds of London responded. The cult members paid $1,000 on October 10th for a policy that covered up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person for abduction, impregnation, or death caused by aliens. Because of the manipulation of malevolent third parties, innocent lives were wrecked, managing director Simon Burgess said today. I am deeply shocked and saddened, and that's why we're withdrawing from the market. We don't wish to contribute to a repetition of the Heaven's Gate deaths. Oh, wow. So they felt responsible. Mm -hmm. He said the group discovered his company provided alien abduction insurance via the internet. The 39 took their lives last week at a home on the outskirts of San Diego, California, blah, 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 hellbop comment, blah, blah, blah. Go listen to our episode. <laughs> um, the beneficiary of the policy was the Society of Heaven's Gate, said Burgess, a Lloyd's of London insurance broker. He said the cult had paid the premium and the annual policy remains in force until October 9th. They would have to prove that they were abducted, he added, meaning like it's still in effect. It ha- it's not going to be paid out because like <laughs> They really just killed themselves, yeah. the truth of it all. Yeah. And, like, fair like fair enough. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, it's so sad. I guess I'll just pretend that... It was aliens. It was aliens. No, um, it wasn't. But I get, the, I get where they're coming from on that one. My favorite part of this article, though, is the last paragraph. Ooh. The policies against alien abduction will not be renewed when they lapse, Burgess said. But the company continues to offer other unusual policies. We insure virgins against immaculate conception, prostitutes against loss of earnings from headache and backache, conversion to a werewolf or vampire, death or serious injury through paranormal activity, and unfaithful husbands against having their penises cut off. Wow. 
So, like, there you have it. Werewolf insurance and penis insurance. (laughs) Again, tying back into an episode we've done before. Yeah. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more uh, off penis insurance. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Switch to Lloyd's of London. Yeah. So that's all I've got for you people. Wow. And if you have any other fantastically weird insurance policies, I beg you to email email them to me. That's fascinating. It's so crazy. Like, I never thought of it. That is absolutely fascinating. Banana sandwich. If you could insure one part of you, what would it be? Mine would be dimple insurance. I'd want to insure my dimples against any harm. I mean, what if one of them caved in? Exactly. Well, cave in or cave out. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know. What if one of happen. your dimples bloated and you would just be hideous to look at? <laughs> I know. I wouldn't even be able to stand the sight of you. I'd be a nightmare. Um, uh, Mine would be... Gosh. Gosh. I don't know. I can think of so many things about you. What do you, you think I should insure? I think your beautiful blue eyes would be something important Well, how are they going to turn a different color? How are you going to get abducted by aliens, Allison? Yeah, I guess that's true. I think your hip nose ring would be great to insure. I could just get another one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I guess my right nipple is lower than my left. And, you know, if if the other one got down there and they were even, I feel like I'd get too full of myself. <laughs> so you so, want to make sure they're all, there's always a little tension there. Yeah. I want to keep it fresh. I love that. So maybe that. I love that. Right nip. Right nip. Insurance. My bride and joy. I love that. Um... But please tweet at us what you would have insured please. about your yeah, body or personality. I'll definitely or... put that out on Twitter. Like, what body part <laughs> would you insure if you had Lloyds of London on your side? I want to know. Can you show me? Don't show us, though. Don't send Don't. pictures. We were going to get so <sighs> many dick pics. Fuck. So, so, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's time. It's cats time. I think it's time for the meow. cats. Meow. Am I right? Meow. Right, so you guys, a hot minute ago, a trailer for the new movie adaptation of the Cats musical dropped, and the world was horrified. I've watched it 1,400 times. <laughs> but yes, it's yeah, upsetting. Their weird CGI faces on their weird CGI bodies really freaked a lot of people out, myself included. Yep. Um, it's upsetting to look at. And the fact that so many famous people were in it just made people go, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what can we expect? <laughs> Apart from the fact also that... Cats, like, the narrative of cats and what it's about what isn't totally in. I mean, there's not one. But it's yeah. like, a lot of people were like, what is this? What could it be about? <laughs> and that's, I mean, you ask the same question when you see a musical. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wish the question was easier to answer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Cats is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that debuted in 1981 and has gone on to be one of, if not perhaps the most commercially successful musical ever of all time. It's true. But the plot is uh, a little conceptual. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure the average moviegoer is going to be able to understand what is happening. So what I have done, Allie, is a great public service. I watched the 1998 filmed production of Cats. And I'm going to explain what happens in it <laughs> so that we can all go into the theater on December 20th, 2019 with our eyes wide open. I'm a big theater person, as we all know, but I've never watched Cats. You just told me you hadn't either. Nope. I'm familiar with the plot. Yeah. I've, or I've, lack thereof, but I've never seen it all the way Yeah. Through. I have Wikipedia'd it, but I have yeah. never I've experienced it. I've seen a lot of the, the scenes of it. Yeah. Who so, hasn't watched a Rum Tub Tugger at work? Amen. He's a curious cat. The Rum Tub Tugger <laughs> is, is a, a cat. Cat. Um, so let me start with some background. As I mentioned, Cats, it's a mega successful musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, the Phantom Boy. 
Uh, he, he based it on T.S. Eliot's 1939 poetry book, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. A lot of the lyrics in it, which I did not really realize, are directly pulled from the T.S. Eliot poems. Uh-huh, I didn't know that. And Andrew Lloyd Webber just, like, put 80s synth music to it. Um, also, like, T.S. Eliot sounds like he's high off his ass, like, all the time. I know, He writes so, nonsense. Like, he writes beautiful nonsense. Yeah, like, all of that is already fucking crazy. Uh, but it's only made crazier by the movement in it, which is arresting and bizarre and beautiful. And I do wish you guys could see it, but trust me, she's wild. And also the costumes, which can only be described as the live version of that spooky, spooky CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta be honest, doesn't look that different. They're in cat costumes. But no. It's exactly what you think. But they're like standing up like humans. Like, it's like the yeah, movie trailer. Yeah, but it's trailer. still a cat costume. Yeah, but it's not but like. standing. Yeah. But it's just they're standing up. But like in a sexy unitard cat. Yeah. Yeah. So the virgin that I watched. The virgin I watched? So the you watch the virgin? <laughs> it's creepy. They're not doing anything. Um, <laughs> that tickled me. Go on. <laughs> the version that I watched for this synopsis is the 1998 filmed production. Uh, the film is a recreation of the stage musical. It takes place like on a stage with stage lighting. Um, but it is a new staging with significant cuts made to reduce runtime for television. So if there are any cats purists out there furious that I did not see Growl Tiger's Last Stand, I am sorry. <laughs> but this was the best version to get a feeling of the stage show and try to wrap my mind around what happens. So here we go. This is the plot of Cats. I quite literally just was taking notes as I watched Cats. So you'll also, you're also about to get some of my feelings just as I was watching. We always do. Again, really, you always it. do. Number one, I just want to throw out, I've never liked the Cats logo. The This version starts with like a thousand versions of the Cats logo, like coming into the frame and just like staring at you. And the Cats logo very famously are like these two cat eyes, but like the iris is kind of like somebody dancing. Um, and it actually... Interestingly enough, like, Cats was one of the first musicals to market itself on the basis of itself and not, like, a star in it or the reviews. Like, they were just like, it's Cats. Um, and <laughs> you're they, like, what is that? They're like, it's fucking Cats. What else do we need to tell you? It's Cats. So the the image of the logo of the cat eyes became, like, hugely popular and it, like, sold some of the most merch that a production has ever sold because they really focused on just, like, the branding of Cats as opposed to, like... Ben Brantley at the New York Times said, it's fine. Ben Brantley can suck my dick. He yeah. doesn't know anything. No, that's true. That's true. So uh, the show opens. There are some cats. They come out. And the first number is called Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats. Um, I'd like to lay down right now that I never will fully understand what a Jellicle cat is as opposed to a normal cat. Nobody does. It's not fully explained. That's in T.S. Eliot's whatever. Yeah. He's like, they're Jellicle cats. And he's like, I didn't think anyone would... <laughs> Look further into it. That's yeah. just what I call them. Um, my first note is that every one of these cats behaves like a Kristen Wiig character. <laughs> just like their movement, the way they move their face. Yeah, like the yeah, sounds they're, they're all making. sassy. They're all like Penelope. Like it just, yep. yeah. But anyway, so in this number, the cats just describe traits of cats. And then you're like, those are cats. Um, I will admit that it is very catchy. Like, I found myself being like, Jellicle songs and Jellicle songs. Jellicle cats, Jellicle boys. Jellicle cat. Jellicle paws and Jellicle ears. Yeah, like that. Jellicle soft little paws. Jellicle cats. I love it. It's very catchy. And they were saying stuff like, Jellicle cats come out at night. 
Jellicle cats love to sniff. And I was just like, these are just cats. You're just describing what a cat is. And they're like, would you be a Jellicle cat? Like, would you lick milk out of a bowl? Yeah. And you're like, I don't, sure, yeah. You're yeah. into it right away. The it's first, totally different the world. The first lyric is, um, are you blind when you're born? And I was yeah. like, I don't, whoa, what a bold beginning. So then uh, they all come out. They're dancing around. The next song is called The Naming of the Cats, and it's the scariest shit I've ever seen. They're all, like, they're all sitting very close to each other. Oh, and that's something else about this production. They're all making way too much eye contact with the camera. Mm. Um, I think in a theatrical environment, that works a little bit differently. But when it's with a camera, it's, like, very scary. Right into your soul. And you might have noticed in the trailer for Cats 2019, it seems like they are still making eye contact with the camera. Yep. Like Taylor's, Taylor Swift cat looks right at the camera. So just be ready for that. <laughs> just prepare yourself, because I wasn't ready. The naming of cats uh, is... They're, like, whispering it. I literally had to turn on the subtitles to understand what they're saying. They all say it in unison, and it's just about, like, how you how you name a cat. And it's, the it's like, some cats have a normal name, like Victoria. Some night cats have a classic name, like Demeter. And then some cats just go fucking crazy, like Monkestrop. <laughs> and that's the whole song. <laughs> this is so famous. I don't understand. Damn. And you're just like, wow, that sure is the name of some cats. <laughs> anyway, that's the naming of the cats. Then Victoria, who is a white cat who was heavily featured in the trailer for Cats 2019, mm-hmm. does a dance. She's just like the solo dancer. I don't think she sings, right? Not notice. She might be in the chorus, but yeah. she's, she doesn't get like a solo, but she is just a, a very good dancer. So great. Um, next up is the invitation to the Jellicle Ball. So this is where the plot comes in, in song number three. They explain that one night a year, all of the Jellicle cats, again, what is the difference between a Jellicle cat and a normal cat? I do not know. All of the Jellicle cats come together for the Jellicle Ball under the Jellicle Moon. And at the Jellicle Ball, the leader of the Jellicle cats, whose name is Old Deuteronomy, will- Judy Dench. <laughs> played by Dame Judy Dench. Uh, in old Denturotomy. <laughs> old Denturotomy. Old Deuteronomy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she, or in this production I saw, um, it was played by a man. His name is Ken Page. He was very good. Um, old Deuteronomy chooses a cat to ascend to the Hevesired layer and to be reborn into a new cat life. Um, so what that means is that they're choosing a cat to die. Mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate style. Heaven's Gate style. And they even, in some productions, they, like, rise up on a flying saucer-looking thing, which is hilarious. They're shedding their vehicle. Yeah, there you go. The people who didn't listen to our episode on Heaven's Gate are going to be so lost. <laughs> There's been a lot of time accidents. No this sympathy one. for them. Um, so, yes. So, that's basically what this number is explaining, is that old Deuteronomy's going to come out, and he's going to pick a cat that gets to go to basically cat heaven and or be reincarnated as a different cat. Sounds good. Got it. I assumed that the next thing that would happen would be that old Deuteronomy comes out. That is not the next thing that happens. Mm. Instead, we have the old Gumby cat, which is a number about um, a cat named Jenny Anydots, who in the 2019 movie is going to be played by Rebel Wilson, which is actually great casting um, because the song is just about how stupid she is and how lazy she is, which is a huge mood. But also she does a full tap dancing number. And I'm like, tap dancing is very complicated. You have to really be precise about it. I would argue this goes against her characterization as a stupid and lazy cat. 
smart. You have to be very smart and fit. Yeah, in, in order to be able to tap dance. She also has the best costume. It's all um like uh like uh, tassels. Oh. So that old Gumby Cat, 7 out of 10. Loved it. Next is the Rum Tum Tugger. Mm, ladies. And so my comment, the first thing I wrote was, oh, there's a sexy cat. Cat that fucks. Uh, the cat that fucks. That's who the Rum Tum Tugger is. He comes out and everyone goes like, Rum Tum Tugger fucks. And he's like, I want to go inside, but then I want to go outside. Mm, <laughs> and everyone's I like, can't make up my mind. And they're the like, Rum Tum Tugger fucks. And then the Rum Tum Tugger is like, Maybe I want tuna, but also maybe I want something else. And everyone's like, oh, the rum tug tugger. That's the whole song. It's hot. Um, it's pretty hot, I'll admit. He is like a Mick Jagger cat, which I'm into. Um, but he is going to be played by Jason Derulo in the 2019 Who? movie version. Jason Derulo. Right. <laughs> um, and I read that in some modern versions, they have made him like a breakdancing hip hop cat. Love that. So I'm very curious to see which version Jason Derulo will embody. I would rather see Jason Derulo, like, all hips. (laughs) Yes. You know. He literally, like, knocks a woman out with his hip thrust. And also, all the lady cats are just the thirstiest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Every woman cat is begging for cock. Like, (laughs) that's what's happening. From this cat. From the rum tug tugger. Um, and then also at this point, I had a question and it was this, if you sing and introduce yourself, are you putting yourself in the running for death? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't clear to me because I was like, like, kill me. (laughs) Rum Tum Tugger, he seems like he's loving life. He seems like he's embracing his current life as a jail cat and he does not need to be reborn. Same with Jenny Any Dots. So I, I don't know the answer. Old Deuteronomy is not out yet. So maybe it's like, as long as you introduce yourself before... Mm. We start the death pool. Like, I'm going to do my song now because <laughs> no. I have a thirst for life. Yeah, I want to lay back once we're deciding who to kill. Um, so anyway, that's the Rum Tug Tugger. It's a catchy song. Highly recommend. Next up is Grizabella the Glamour Cat. Um, this is going to be played by she, Jennifer Hudson. She has the very famous, the most famous yeah. song, Memory. But she's a sad hoe, right? She's a sad hoe. She was once a beautiful, glamorous cat. But now she's old and grizzled and everyone hates her. They hate this cat. They will not touch her. They stop (laughs) other people from... It's not even just like, I have a problem with Grizabella. It's like, don't even look at Grizabella in front of me. Fuck this cat. And it's not clear why. And I googled, why do the cats hate Grizabella? And as soon as I typed, why do the cat? It auto-filled, cats hate Grizabella. So clearly this is a question that we all want to know. It is not made clear. Right. But she comes out for like a second and everyone says, like, isn't it crazy that Grizabella used to be beautiful and now she fucking sucks? And Grizabella's standing right there. Yep. And she just walks across the stage and goes away. I think a lot of people compared her to like a Fontaine character. She's like fallen from grace or something like that. I don't know. Memory and Dream to Dream are sort of similar. I can see that. They're similar in some tones. But anyways, so that happens. Uh, that's Jennifer Hudson. And next we get Bustopher Jones. Oh. James Corden. Uh, he is a fancy boy. And the song is everyone going, we love this fancy boy. So James Corden is going to do great. <laughs> uh, be like a Tony Awards. <laughs> yeah. Then there's a loud noise and someone says the word McCavity, who I know is a cat that appears, but he does not appear at this point. But just keep this in mind. Is that the evil cat? I do think yes. Mean cat? I think that's bad cat. Bad cat. The bad kitty. 
Bad kitty. Meow. Next up is Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Stop making things up. <laughs> they seemingly are brother and sister cat, although I also felt they had a romantic tension. Mm. But in the 2019 version, they are both people who do not have Wikipedia pages, so they are ripe to have their number cut. Very exciting. I think there is a high chance <laughs> that we will not be seeing Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser getting their own number. But it's just them being like, we love to fuck shit up. And then they do like a series of cartwheels where they're holding on to each other. So that's kind of fun. Maybe we'll see the cartwheels like in that distance. Yeah. At this point, old Deuteronomy appears. The leader cat. They introed him again four songs ago, but he's finally made it. Um, he's a big cat though, right? With he's like a, a big, big fur coat. Big fur coat cat. Takes a while to walk around. He is very famous and old and they all sing about him. They mention in his song that he has buried nine wives. Is he a murderer? <laughs> yeah. Is he a murderer? What's the guy that you talked about? Silverbeard? Yeah. What, whatever his name What's was his in the name? last Halloween the episode. Pirate or whatever. Yeah, and he had like six wives. Yeah. That's potentially who old Deuteronomy is. That's no good. Very spooky. You can't do that. They also kind of, they talk about he's had like countless children and they kind of gesture to the old whole cast. So then I was like, is it just, is a jellical cat any cat who is the child of old Deuteronomy? Is Maybe. that what a jellical cat Maybe is? Maybe it's like Zeus vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like could if be. you are of a jellical cat. I, the sense I get from you're a, jellical you're cats. You're a demi-jellical. The, yes. The, the sense that I get from jellical cats is that it's like they're the kind of cats who can come truly alive in a human way and have personalities. Yeah. In that like human way. Mm-hmm. And are part of this little community. That's what I get from it. And that there are just cat cats. Yeah. Fair and enough. And they might have cat cat pets. Who knows? Or just cats. That's, that'd be wild to me. Um, maybe not. Um, but anyway, so that's old Deuteronomy. He finally comes out. Next is the awful battle of the peaks and the pollicles. It's a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I think it's about dogs and just how they don't like them, but it's a nightmare. I hope they cut it. I bet they won't. I bet this will make it into the movie. I'm not thrilled. Then we've got a Jellicle Ball reprise. And again, they just describe what a cat is. But there's a very long dance break. I don't love dance breaks as a rule. Do you have a pink snoot? <laughs> That's literally all this song is. Are you soft to the touch? <laughs> do you purr when you're happy? Um, so we can do this. Can, I can fucking write cats. Move over, T.S. Elliot. Um, then, like, halfway through, like, Victoria, the sexy white cat, like, kind of starts dancing again. And it seems to me that maybe they're having, it's a mating dance or they're having a cat orgy. Good. That's the that's the energy I got from the room. I get a big like kind of though um, innocent energy from Victoria. Like she's a well-meaning doofus. No, she wanted to fuck in this one. Did she? Okay. She seems like she's in into the it. new one. I'm getting well-meaning doofus vibes. Yeah, could be. I, they might cut out the cat orgy. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I hope not. And then Grizabella interrupts the cat orgy, which is rude. Um, <laughs> but they were also having a public orgy. So what can you do? Um, and at this point I wrote down, you know, some things just shouldn't be musicals. And I think a bunch of T.S. Eliot poems about cats is one of those things. <laughs> uh, Grizabella gets a reprise. Um, again, I don't understand why they won't even touch her. I started to wonder if it was a metaphor. I don't think it was. That's what I ultimately came to. I was like, is this a metaphor for like the HIV crisis? Is this metaphorically standing in for like some kind of cat some system kind of cat, yeah some kind of like are we talking about the the, the ancient what society rejects yeah i don't i just think everyone we reject hates this decay cat. we reject the aging process i just think this, everybody hates this cat let's see, yeah no i mean fuck this cat clearly um and then so uh another fun thing i found out was that 
the poem about Grizabella is actually not in Old Possum's book for Practical Cats because they thought T.S. Eliot thought it was too sad for children. So I'm so glad that uh, oh god Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, nope, she's the main character of my musical. She he loves a sad bitch. He loves a sad bitch. I will say, um, this is the first time Cats has made me feel anything. It's the end of Act One. Grizabella tries to kind of do the dance that all the cats were doing a second ago. Like, you recognize the moves, but she can't do them because she is so decrepit. Um, and I was like, wow, Cats, I'm sad. You made me feel one feeling so far. Um, has she done memory yet? No. Okay. Actually, she's sung, like, part of memory, but it's like a pre-puck prize. It's like, it's not the song yet. Okay, okay. But everyone's like, we know you're going to sing memory. And she's like, and she's like, I know you know I'm going to sing memory. Act two. It starts with the moments of happiness. Um, old Deuteronomy stands up and he's just like, um, oh, I feel bad for Grizabella, kind of. But why can't he just talk to her? Uh, why must he just sing staring into the middle distance while she's not there? Mm-hmm. And then we move on to Gus, the theater cat. He is an old boy. He is played by Ian McKellen in the movie. <laughs> I'm in. The theater cat. Um, I found him, I, he's like, he has like, they talk about how like, he has palsy, so his paws shake. Aww. And he has like a caretaker cat named Jelly Lorem who like walks him around. He's telling stories of when he was a theater cat. And it made me think like, oh, he deserves to die. But I thought it in a nice way. Yeah. Which is the way that Cats has framed this for me. Put him out of his cat misery. Yeah, like let him be reborn in the heaviside yeah. layer. Or just put him down, um, general. So I kind of mentioned this up above, but he gets another number in most productions where he, like, reenacts one of his famous theater cat moments. And because it is Ian McKellen, I am sure they are going to put that in the movie. Yeah. So I didn't get to see that number, but just keep in mind, that will probably come. Next up is Shimbleshanks the Railway Cat. That's not a real thing. <laughs> so again, now that old Deuteronomy is out, I think all these people who are introducing themselves are offering themselves up for death. I think at this point they're all saying, "Kill me, pick, pick me." Shimbleshanks uh, is very fun. He has a vest. You can't even say it. Shimbleshanks. Shambleshanks. Shimbleshoes. Uh, Shimbleshanks. He's very funny. Wears a vest. He's a railway cat, so he runs the trains. Uh, he is not a very famous actor in the movie, so this number also might be cut. Mm. But they get to do a lot of like train stuff, and I found it very charming. I liked fine. it. Fine, fine, fine. And now finally. McCavity, the mystery cat. Yay, tell me about, it's Idris Elba, right? Idris Elba, bitch. Yes. So, <laughs> there's like a bunch of scary noises. Hot you cat. for a second maybe see McCavity come out. And then, I think, does that happen now? Yeah, he kidnaps old Deuteronomy. Come on. He takes him. So like, he comes out, he's very scary. He takes old Deuteronomy. And then like, the cats are left on stage. And then there are two horny women cats. And they sing about McCavity and how, like, bad, but also maybe hot he is. That would be us. We should be cast in those roles. (laughs) Amen. So one of them is named Demeter, and she is not anyone important in the cast for Cats 2019. But the other one is Bombalarina, Mm -hmm. who is Miss Taylor Swift. Yep. So A, it is fascinating to me that they cast her in this role because, like, she doesn't get to talk about herself at all. She's singing about how bad she wants to fuck this evil cat. But two, this is a duet. So my guess is that they're going to cut Demeter out of it. It will be a solo number for Taylor Swift, where she gets to sing about how bad she wants to fuck Idris Elba, which does fit along with Taylor Swift's very relatable brand. Um, So I can see that working. Yeah, me too. 
But I think they could have cast her as many cats. I don't totally understand why they chose Bombalarina. Well, also, like, it's not the most empowering storyline, but there's other empowering storylines. Like, I think Victoria's, like, on a road to identity, maybe, in the in Grisabella. the in, in this, she really just dances. I, so I'm really getting the sense that they're making they're, her yeah. the focal point. I think they're <clears throat> making her, like, the audience surrogate character in yes, the movie. Because exactly. it's like, oh, she's the new cat on the block. And they're making her a thing. Which also but, doesn't make a lot of sense, because in Cats, there's a kitten cat, and her name is Jemima. And she sings part of Memory with Grizabella. Oh, right. And then she's, like, not a thing, really. So why wouldn't one. they make her the entry character of, like, oh, it's your first Jellicle moon. Like, let us explain to you how the Jellicle Jellicles. do. <laughs> right. I don't know why they wouldn't choose Jemima. Anyways, so they she just, they sing about Macavity. Um, it's a pretty good song. There's a lot of, like, sensual movement. They want to fuck him. He um, He's very scary looking. He is not sexy in this version. But again, in the movie, he's going to be Idris Elba. So th- um, there's not much they can do to keep him from They being couldn't sexy. make him not sexy if he tried. At one point, he it looks like old Deuteronomy comes back, but all the cats like are kind of like tweaking out. And then it's revealed that it's really McCavity and old Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy's coat. And he fights a bunch of the cats and then he disappears. Yeah. This is the first uh, sign of plot. And, and conflict we've had, really, in the movie. Uh, so I was excited. I was like, okay, so now the rest of it is going to be like, we have to catch McCavity and punish him for his crimes. We have to find old Deuteronomy and, and make sure he's okay. Maybe Grizabella will be the one to find old Deuteronomy, and that will kind of prove to the other cats that she deserves to be back in this Jellicle squad. Yeah. I was so ready for it to be like plot. Or the thought of like losing the one slot to get up to the heaven place. Have a side layer, yes. Sorry about that. Um, you know, <laughs> Are puts you everything into perspective. Yeah. For the kittens. Right? Exactly. I was like, this is really where it's going to um, kick off. Instead, what happens is that the rum tum tugger introduces another cat. His name is Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. Because they're all like, they're like, the cats are all kind of looking at each other like, what are we going to do? And then the rum tug tum... The rum, the runt, the runt-tum tugger. Jason Derulo to you. How dare you? The rum-tum tugger is like, well, there's that one cat that can do magic. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? And everyone's like, oh, right, Mr. Mistopheles. So Mr. Mistopheles comes out. He does. He's not a singing part, but he's a very good dancer. He's wearing a sparkly jacket and he does real magic. He like points and then there's like flames in the stage. He, so he's doing real magic. It's crazy. And the rum-tum tugger is, like, hyping him up. And he's like, magical Mr. Mistopheles um, does real magic. And at first I'm like, okay, like, this is not going to get old Deuteronomy back. But okay, rum-tum tugger. But then Mr. Mistopheles takes, like, a cloak. And he has a sexy female cat assistant come out. He covers the sexy female cat assistant in the cloak. Does magic. Opens the cloak. And old Deuteronomy is there. And that is the resolution of the plot. No. Real magic. And then the sexy female cat just walks back out as if it was a trick. But, like, old Deuteronomy got kidnapped. This was not a prearranged trick unless it is an inside job and Macavity and Mistopheles are friends. I like that because that makes it more interesting than whatever this is. And I was just sitting there and I was like, how did you guys solve the only conflict in this show by just being like, oh, well, this one cat can do magic? It's a classic deus ex cat. (laughs) Anyways, it's a pretty good song. Uh, finally, we go to memory. We finally get to do memory. Yay, bless. So um, Deuteronomy's about to pick who dies now that he's back. And Grizz interrupts. 
But she she knows she's got a lit song and it so she sings it. It's lovely. Uh, Jennifer Hudson's going to bring the house down. I'm so excited. And then finally, Victoria is like, oh, we could touch. And then all the cats touch her as like, you're accepted into the Jellicle clan. I would be like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Don't you fucking touch now me. Now that you know I'm talented. Yeah. You want to touch me? I'm no. Jennifer Hudson. You can't touch me. I know. So, old Deuteronomy is like, you get to die. And I was like, well, now that the cats accept her, does she want to die? But doesn't matter. She's thrilled. So they, a, a giant staircase descends from the sky she gets to go up it and away. And then uh, they sing a little bit more. Um, they Deuteronomy sings a song called The Addressing of the Cats, which is about how you address a cat, which is basically just like, so now you know about cats. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Good. That's the end of the whole. And now we know. So to sum up, Cats is about a bunch of sexy cats who are begging to die. <laughs> it's relatable as hell. I will see you all on December 20th, 2019 at the Boston Common AMC, where we will be watching <laughs> this film together. Yep. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what other information I can give you. We don't have any other options available. Do you us. have lasting questions? You don't. <laughs> don't. Why would you? I think I mentioned all the famous people that are in it. I'm looking at the cast list right now. I think you got most of them. I think I got them all. Let's see. Who else? Eric Underwood. Never heard of him. Ian McKellen I mentioned. James Corden I mentioned. Victoria's like um, uh, She's like a, a woman from the London Ballet. Yeah. But yeah, you guys, I know you've been begging for it. That's uh, <laughs> We got your emails. Stop cats. sending them. Um, that was very helpful, I think. A good academic resource. I live to serve. So we can, you know, prepare ourselves for the inevitable. It was so... It was so... I understand that it's a very well-loved and well-respected show. And the movement in it was interesting and beautiful. And everyone was very talented at singing. But I wouldn't say it was good. I have tried really hard to get someone who loves it to tell me why. Yeah. Because I actually really love weird shit with a cult following. Yeah. I don't think it's like Emperor's New Clothes most of the time. I think if a lot of people really love something, there's a reason. Yeah, of course. Good or bad, there is a reason. It's not just because of nothing. And so I would love, if there's somebody out there who loves cats, I want you to tell me why. Mm -hmm. I really, I really, really do. I'm not even trying yeah, to make please, fun of you. Please tweet at us, Because it's, it's a part of theater history. It's really, like, a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I'm happy to learn. Yes. This was not helpful in loving it, but extremely helpful in the literacy of the plot. Yes. So, good. So there you guys go. Yeah, wow, what a nap. <laughs> <sighs> God, we covered so much. Oh, wow. I will say this. I will say this for cats. I'm gonna watch clips of it again. You know what I That's mean? That's the like, thing. It's like I need to watch it. I watched that trailer. I swear to God, at least twenty five times. Yeah, at least that many. Yeah, because I couldn't take my eyes away. Yeah. So for that alone, like that's worth a movie ticket for me. Yeah. Why not? Why not? See you guys on December 20th, 2019. And, uh, and until then, <laughs> uh, we hope you stay horrified. Stay horrified.